Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. I'm so glad that I have a Bible today. I'm so glad that that in the midst of the chaos and the the uncertainty, uh, you know what psychologists and sociologists are calling the atmosphere that is 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 just like a, a a fog or a mist that's covering the whole world. It's anticipatory anxiety. We don't know what is going to occur next. We don't know. There, there's an uncertain future, and we want to bring some certainty to the Christian community that if you're really a Christian, you really know Jesus as your Savior. There's some certain things that are just about to occur. There, there's no fog of uncertainty about our future. The immediate future, that's a whole different thing. Amen. But but the, the our future as children of God, reconciled to Him by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We've got something wonderful to look forward to. In fact, Jesus said about all the negative things that would be occurring that would really mark the last days or the end times. He said, when you see you see, we're supposed to look at it differently than the world about us. When you see these things come to pass, lift up your head. Your redemption is drawing nigh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I'm lifting up my head today. How about you? We're glad to have you with us. We want to talk about, once again, a second edition of this subject, What's Next on the Prophetic Calendar. What is next? What two great events that I believe uh, that we can say honestly and clearly and according to the Word of God prophetically? Uh, the, these two events are very, very near. And one is the coming of Jesus Christ for His church. We call that the rapture, the catching away the taking of his bride. Hallelujah. It's not the second coming that will occur at the end of the tribulation when every eye will see him. Amen. Everyone on the earth will see him at that event. And they'll mourn, the scripture said, because of him, because he's not coming to save them. He's coming to judge the wicked. So the first event that I believe is in the immediate. It could happen before this broadcast is over. It could happen next week, next year. One thing is for sure, it's going to happen. And I believe that it's very, very near. Because you can see the tribulation, everything that's going to occur in the tribulation, the beginning of sorrows has begun. I believe we're moving very quickly. In fact, the Bible said the day of the Lord hasteneth. In other words, it's coming. And and once certain events occur prophetically, it's going to come very, very fast. Amen. You do not want to be here during the great tribulation. You want to be with Christ when that time comes. Listen very carefully. Two events, the coming of Christ for His church and the coming of Jesus to judge the world. 
The coming of the Lord will be a blessing to the believer. <laughs> Amen. That's an understatement, isn't it? What a blessing it would be. Amen. To hear the trump of God sound and suddenly find ourselves flying <laughs> up to meet the Lord in the air. Some Somebody hears me talking like that that doesn't know the scriptures and doesn't believe that this is ever going to occur, doesn't even know if there's a God. You can't prove it. The Bible is written by men. Yes, but it was men inspired by the Holy Spirit. And if you, if anyone wants to do the numbers, crunch the numbers statistically, that all of these books of the Bible would come into a common agreement being written without people uh, uh, consulting one another and all the time that passed. Amen. And yet coming into agreement on so many things. The odds are astronomical. Oh, friend of mine, this is not like any other book. This is not like any other day that we are living in. Everything that God said would happen has happened, and everything that He said is going to happen. There's no reason to doubt that it will. I want to be ready for the soon coming of Jesus, and I'd want to escape the wrath to come. Amen. So the coming of the Lord is going to be a great blessing to the believer, but it's going to be a curse to the wicked. Listen to 1 Corinthians 16.22. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. These are those who are rejecting Jesus. There's a word here that's a positive word. It's maranatha, which means Come, Lord, or the Lord is coming, or even so, come, Lord Jesus. We desire His coming, but it's going to be a, a terror to those who reject the Lord, who love not the Lord in the sense that they have wholeheartedly, wholesale rejected His offer of salvation. They do not want this, this Jesus as 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 the Jewish people of his day said, we will not have this man rule over us. They don't want his lordship over their life. They want to do their own thing. Therefore, they reject the fact that a judgment is surely coming. It's a lost message today in many circles, the judgment to come. John the Baptist, when certain religious people from the highest religious orders, Sadducee and Pharisee, when, when the Sanhedrin uh, came together and said, something's going on. There's a man came out of the wilderness baptizing people unto repentance, and he hasn't checked in with us. He isn't working under our authority, our denomination, our organization. John the Baptist was baptizing unto repentance, and he was prophesying, There's one coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unlatch. And when he comes, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Glory be to God. Oh, friend of mine, listen. When they came down, they didn't come down to be baptized of John. They certainly didn't come down to repent. They came down to criticize him and really try to intimidate him. And he, he, he knew it, and he said unto them, Who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? Listen, the judgment of God 
is going to come upon the wicked. And let me say this, we were all wicked and we needed forgiveness and we needed God to change us in our heart attitude from the inside out. Listen, there was a whole litany of, of sinful practices that, that deserve and are going to, to incur the judgment of God. And the scripture said, and such were some of you, but now you are sanctified. Now you are justified in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory. You're washed, sanctified, and justified. Praise the Lord. Listen, Paul puts both words together, no comma. No period. Immediately after the rapture, the great tribulation will begin. When he that leteth is taken out of the way. You know, the scripture said uh, th- that the, the, the man of sin, the son of perdition, cannot be revealed until he that leteth is taken out of the way. Amen. And so he that leteth, that force that is holding back the, the Antichrist, I believe that, I believe he's alive. I believe that biblically we could, we could search out enough scripture, end time prophecies to declare this man is ready to come on the scene. I do believe that. I, I, I know there's controversy about the timing of the second coming and, and, and the rapture and all of that. I understand that. One thing is for sure. It's going to happen just like God said that it's going to happen. And when he that leteth is taken out of the way, the man of sin, the son of perdition, the Antichrist will appear. And the first three and a half years of the tribulation is not going to be all of the, all of the cataclysmic events. It's going to be different. First three and a half years of the seven years is going to be a false messiah, an antichrist, and he's going to use peace, a promise of peace, and a provision of peace, a short-lasting false peace without the prince of peace. And the Bible said that literally the whole world, including the nation of Israel, are going to fall into that deception. He's going to gain power. He's going to establish a world government. He's going to establish a a world currency. And he's going to have a world religious system that is going to endorse him through a false prophet and and an amalgamation of already beginning to compromise religious systems around the world. Oh, friend of mine, make no mistake about it. You do not want to be here during the tribulation. But the first three and a half years, wars will cease. Demons, the dogs of war, are not going to be going forth. These demons that stir up the wars on the earth, they're, they're, going, to, they're going to cooperate with Satan as he begins to, to express his man, the Antichrist, and express through him his plan uh, to to stand up against God's creation. And he's going to do it through deception. He's going to do it through destruction. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm so glad to be a Christian today. I'm not just saying this because I'm a preacher. I'm saying it because 
I got saved. Hallelujah. I, I've been washed in the blood of Jesus, sanctified by the Holy Spirit in the Word of God. Amen. Cleansed through the, through the Word of God and cleansed through the blood of Jesus. Washed, sanctified, and justified. Forensic term, it, it simply means that they're, they're in a court of law. Amen. That there is no indictment against you, no judgment adjudicated against you, no penalty to pay. Hallelujah. For your crimes have been forgiven. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, Paul puts both of these words together. No comma and no period. Immediately after the rapture, the great tribulation will begin. Because he that letteth is going to be removed. The Holy Spirit working through the church and the authority to intercede that the true church has and is executing. Ah, but when we're gone, I'm going to tell you something. There are a lot of people who say, we're going to be glad to see you go. Uh, But I'm going to tell you, it won't be very long until they will wish we were here. Because that the tribulation will break. The Antichrist will come. Maranatha is a positive word. The coming of the Lord to the Christian is a joy. It's not a terror. It's not something that is going to be so awful to realize that the Christ that died on the cross and shed his blood that has been wholesale rejected, literally his blood trodden underfoot as something unclean and worthless through a rejection of the of the offer of salvation that came with such suffering, pain, and sacrifice. There's nothing left, nothing. God has no option but to judge. Friend of mine, you do not want to experience the wrath of God when you're offered the grace of God today. Second Thessalonians one seven and nine. Listen to this. It says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. And from the glory of his power. That's a portion of scripture you will not hear very very often today. In many pulpits, and I say that to the shame of those who refuse to preach the whole gospel. The rest of the story. There, There is a heaven to gain. And there is a hell to shun. And there are those that, that, that cannot even conceive of, of this place of torment. And, and, and cannot conceive uh, that the world would experience the kind of judgment that's going to come on it during the great tribulation. And just because we can't conceive it doesn't mean that we should not believe it. It is the word of God. It will happen, as he said. Everything that was prophesied about uh, so many issues and things uh, before this time called the end time has come to pass 
just like God said. And there's no reason to doubt that everything that is yet to come is going to occur. Listen to Revelation six twelve through 17. It says, And I beheld when he opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she's shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it's rolled up together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said unto the mountains and rocks, I want you to listen to this. They're not just seeking refuge in a cave in a mountain. They, they want the, 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 the terror of what is occurring. They want a, 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 they want a quick death. They, 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 they cry for those mountains fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. And from the wrath of the Lamb. Listen, Jesus is coming as Savior, as Bridegroom for the church. But He's coming as Judge to the world. That's why when John saw Him, he didn't see Him like we're perceiving Him. We we used to sing the song in church all the time years ago. Oh, I want to see Him. Look upon His face. There to sing forever. Of his wonderful grace. Oh, I want to see him. Hallelujah. Listen, I want to see him because I'm going to see him as my sovereign and my savior and as my friend. Hallelujah. Who laid down his life for me that I could be forgiven and that I would not experience the wrath to come. But to the world, they're going to see him. As the judge, listen to what John said about him. He said he heard a voice like a trumpet, like like I'm, I always relate it to many waters, uh, like Niagara Falls, something so powerful and and loud and authoritative. And he said, I turned to see this that I was hearing, and he saw Christ glorified. His hair was as wool. His eyes were as a flame of fire that doesn't mean that that he had x-ray vision or able to to shoot out some kind of rays in judgment no it was it was indignation it was holy anger it was justifiable anger it was the wrath his eyes were as a flame of fire his hair was white as wool symbolism symbolizing that he's coming to judge the world that has rejected him and that's why God has committed judgment to His Son, because it's the Son that has been treated so ill. Oh, the offer of salvation is so precious, but there's a warning that comes with it, and that is this, how shall we escape if we neglect 
such a great salvation as this. The Apostle Paul says, And knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Knowing the terror of the Lord. It's not something that it's taught in Scripture, but, but, but so many ministers today, I'm afraid, are not moved with compassion and feeling that sense of urgency uh, because we, we're not convinced. We don't see it like we need to see it. Knowing what is coming upon the wicked should motivate us to reach out to save as many as as with God's word, with God's grace, with God's love, with God's power through the Holy Spirit. Therefore, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And Paul warned with tears many times. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because he knew what was going to be coming upon them. And they said unto the rocks and mountains, verse 16 of Revelation 6, Fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? The great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? No one that isn't washed in the blood of Jesus and sealed with the Holy Spirit will be able to stand in that day. Listen to Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then, this is what we need to see, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Seeing that this is going to occur, and those of us that are living in the last of the last days, that it's going to occur very soon and very quickly. Friend of mine, it should affect our behavior, our thinking, our values, the way we serve God. There should be a devotion. There should be more than just emotion on Sunday. There should be, there should be a devotion to God among God's people, especially now. Maranatha and Anathema are always linked together, Christ's coming to save the righteous and His coming to judge the world. Listen to Matthew twenty-four, forty-two through 45 Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. When I came to Christ as my Savior, we would sing the great Christian hymn at church. Many, many Sundays I remember singing this, I'm getting ready to leave this world. I'm getting ready for the gates of pearl. 
keeping my records bright, watching both day and night. I'm getting ready to leave this world. Listen, to a mansion Jesus said I'll go. It just goes on talking about the coming of the Lord. And we need to be getting ready to leave this world. And my pastor said years ago, and it impacted me and imprinted on my heart. And that's why I'm repeating it today. He said we got to change the way we sing this chorus. Because when Jesus comes, there won't be time to be continuing to prepare. You've got to be ready for His coming, not getting ready. You can get ready now so you can be ready then, but you can't be getting ready then. So we began to sing, I'm ready to leave this world. I'm ready for the gates of pearl. Amen. He saw it seeing that these things are going to happen. It should affect us in the way that we live our life and our values. Listen, therefore, be ye also ready, for as such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Listen to the warnings from our Lord in Luke 21, 34 through 36. It says, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, drunkenness, the cares of this life, so that that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare it shall come upon all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Remember Jesus' warning or words of Jesus? Amen. When they say peace and safety under the false Christ, the Antichrist, looking to flesh, looking to man instead of God, listen, then shall sudden destruction, sudden destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman with child. Watch ye therefore, it says in verse 36, therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Amen. We can stand in the presence of God, not as our judge, but as our Savior. We can stand in the presence of God. Amen. With God being our Heavenly Father and Jesus being our sacrifice lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to see the scars in his hands. We're going to see the wound in his side if he decides to show his side. One thing is for sure, when we see his face, we're going to see love flowing from him to us. And that love is going to be flowing right back to him. It's so different when you know Jesus and you see things through the prism and the lens of the soon coming and you anticipate his coming, you would be glad to see him instead of the terror and the dread that will be in the world when he comes to judge the earth. Listen to First Thessalonians 5, 4 through 11. It says, but you, brethren, talking to us Christians today, but you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. <laughs> you are all the sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. 
Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did all. Oh, you need to underscore this. You need to underline this. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to put this in parenthesis here today. Hallelujah. I'm going to say parenthetically. I want you to get this. For God did not appoint us to wrath. That question was asked early on. Who shall be able to stand? Amen. Those that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, who have been washed and sanctified and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, for God did not appoint us to wrath. And what is the tribulation? Amen. The wrath of God is being poured out. The cup of His indignation has filled up and is now running over. But we are not appointed to wrath. Hallelujah. But to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. Amen. Isn't it a comfort today, in the midst of all the chaos, to know Jesus is coming soon. And when he does, we're going to meet him in the air. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're going to be ever with the Lord. Isn't it comforting today to know, amen, that God would not, as the scriptures say, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those that are asleep, those that have preceded us through death. Listen, for the trump of God is going to sound. Amen. With the voice of the archangel and the dead in Christ are going to rise and we which are living and remain will be caught up with them to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever and forever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. And then it says, wherefore, once again, comfort one another with these words. This is a tough time. The last days are perilous times indeed but this is also a time that we should be lifting our heads jesus coming is imminent the tribulation is got to be coming soon then and the second coming at the end of the tribulation is very near as well all of this is about to wind up god's calendar is exact Jesus will come at the appointed time, just like he was born at the appointed time in Bethlehem to go to the cross at the appointed time in the appointed place and die the appointed death so that we could be saved today. Listen, Christian, this is a time to adjust our values to the soon coming of Jesus. This is a time to make sure that we're not being drawn into the world that's about to experience the wrath of God, but we are drawn toward the Lord who wants to keep us from the wrath to come. 
This is a time, therefore, to draw near to God. This is a time, if, you, if you're not do, totally devoted to Him, to deepen your devotion. Amen. He's the only one that can deliver us. No man can do it. And when it seems like a man is doing it, and there's three and a half years of peace, we've missed the rapture. We're now moving in to the tribulation period. I pray today with all of my heart that Christians will be ready by setting our sights above this old world. And to them that look, he shall appear. Them that anticipate his coming, looking for his coming, he shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. He's not coming in that coming to judge sin, but he is coming to judge sin. Listen, during the tribulation, friend of mine, today if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Today, you are vulnerable. In fact, the Bible said the wrath of God in terms of His attitude toward our sinfulness abides upon everyone who believes not. But He wants to save you. He wants to pardon you. It's not His will, the Scriptures declare, that anyone perish but all come to repentance. All receive eternal life. Friend of mine, you can come to Jesus today. You can run to Jesus today. <laughs> and you can sing with the saints. I'm ready to leave this world. I'm ready for the gates of pearl. Hallelujah. Come to Christ today. And feel the safety and the security of knowing that you now belong to Him. Your sins are gone, <laughs> and your salvation has come.